Does it stick like gluten? Hello folks, welcome to a brand new episode of Cygnus Blog Podcasts. Today we will be looking into 5 interesting facts about this wheat protein you probably never knew. It's no secret how much I love carbs and bread has to be my favorite close to potatoes. Be it in the form of pizzas, chapatis or the good old loaf. Slap on some butter on that slice and I'm loving it. But if I had to ask you what's common in all these foods, the answer would not be as simple as you think. See, if you're a calorie conscious fitness freak, you may cringe at the carbs in it. Whereas a food fanatic may appreciate its chewiness, like me. And chefs may concur that wheat is the major ingredient in it. While all these answers hold true, gluten is the common constituent in these foods, which has put the scientific community in a debate for decades as to whether it must be included or excluded from our diet. What is gluten? Gluten, which literally means glue in Latin, and you will see why, is the common constituent of wheat. But as you will learn later, its presence is not restricted to only wheat-containing products. Here are some interesting facts about this protein. Number 1. Gluten is a kind of storage protein. I think it's safe to say that among most staple crops used worldwide, wheat is often the most commonly consumed crop. The seed is the only edible part of the crop, which is known as the wheat kernel or wheat berry. Gluten is present within the wheat kernel and functions primarily as a storage protein. Storage proteins are abundant in all kinds of crop seeds and act as nourishment for the soon-to-be sapling seeds that keep reserved materials such as amino acids and minerals enabling it to grow. This is why proteins present in the other staple crops such as rye, known as seculin, barley, known as hordain, and oats, known as avenin, are also collectively termed as gluten. Gluten is further made up of two kinds of proteins known as gliadin and glutenin. These have been named so because the former is water soluble and the latter is water insoluble, whereby the solubility of these two proteins is tested in 60% ethanol. These two protein components are rich in amino acids namely glutamine and proline and form strands that are interwoven with the carbohydrate known as starch. Once they come in contact with water, these two proteins unwind and form a mesh which gives gluten its characteristic glue-like properties. Number 2. Most of wheat grain is, well, made up of gluten. At least three quarters of the protein constituent of wheat comprises gluten, which is a lot of this gluey stuff. It constitutes at least 75 to 85 percent of the seed's dry weight. The rest of the seed is made up of starch and non-starch carbohydrates and 10 percent of lipids. Number three, gluten makes wheat chewy and gluey. Have you ever tried taking a bite of raw dough? you will find it to be immensely chewy and sticky. This is because gluten contributes to the dough's properties and its unique baking quality. Interestingly, gliadins and glutenins, when mixed with water, have distinctive functions that give the dough its characteristic properties. Gliadins are less elastic and less cohesive, which means they don't stick together much. This quality gives the dough its viscosity and stretchable properties. On the other hand, glutenin is both elastic and cohesive and contributes to the overall dough elasticity and strength. 
Number four, gluten may probably be bad for you. Most people have no problem consuming gluten-containing foods. However, some people may complain about having severe gastric problems and impotency as a result of gluten consumption. An autoimmune disease known as celiac disease affects 1 in 100 people worldwide, genetically predisposing them and causing detrimental bowel disorders. But keep in mind, not everyone who is sensitive to gluten has celiac disease. Some people may have allergic reaction like anaphylaxis and this is called wheat allergy. Still, some people may not have severe reactions as those with celiac disease or any allergic symptoms but just abdominal bloating and headache. These people may be experiencing what is known as gluten sensitivity. Number 5. Gluten can sometimes be found in non-wheat products. Although gluten is found strictly in wheat and other staple crops like oats and rye, gluten may be present in non-wheat foods like salad dressing, soy sauce, condiments and spices such as asafoetida. It may also creep into your veggie burgers and seasonings. Is your wheat flour adulterated? Recently, a popular wheat flour company in India was put on the hot seat for an anonymous video circulated by a housewife alleging the company for adulterating its product with what looked like glue. The company later on informed its consumers on how the glue-like consistency is contributed by the naturally occurring gluten in the flour. Due to its unique glue-like properties, gluten holds a negative connotation with its consumers. Therefore, it seems all the more important to know whether or not your food is adulterated. Here are some common adulterants found in wheat flour. Pebble straws, dust, weeds, seeds and damaged grains are usually visible to the naked eye. More wheat brand than wheat itself. If you sprinkle some flour onto a glass filled with water ideally, you would expect the wheat flour forming clumps and settles at the bottom with maybe a slight bit of wheat bran floating on top of the water as opposed to most of the bran which is adulterated. Sometimes wheat flour is also adulterated with chalk powder. You can check for the presence of chalk powder by adding some dilute hydrochloric acid to the grain sample in a test tube. Chalk powder is present if you know notice effervescence or slight bubbling. Why is glue not an adulterant in flour? Adding glue powder can be complicated. You see, to grind wheat, a process called tempering is used which involves the addition of water to give its final texture. Most glue powders that are commercially available are water-based additives that may absorb the moisture and cause the flour to form clumps or lumps in the packet. Going against the grain? Planning to kick out gluten from your diet? Here are a few things to keep in mind. Always read the ingredients if you're purchasing processed food that contain carbs. Most wrappers may mention gluten-free on them, which is a safe sign. Some processed foods may contain trace amounts of gluten despite containing no wheat in them. While cooking, make sure that you do not allow any cross-contamination of gluten-containing products by separating out utensils and crockery used for cooking gluten-free food. Make sure you get a daily dose of fiber from other sources such as veggies and fruits to maintain a healthy bowel. Also, there are numerous gluten-free grains such as rice, millet and sorghum to choose from and make your diet less restrictive. So, the next time you chew on some of that pasta or chapati, you just know the answer to why it is so darn chewy. 
If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and found it useful, please, please, please share it with your friends and family to make science easily available for everyone. Subscribe to my blog, Cygnus.com, to get the latest updates in your inbox. Thank you.